Good morning, everybody. We are with you early on a Saturday today. It's always nice to get up and kind of get going. No work stuff to pay attention to, so we can jump right into some NBA. I have my friend Phil Nasons with me this morning. Phil, Welcome. how's Saturday morning treating you? So far, so good. Uh, hopefully, it treats. Hopefully, Saturday treats me better than Friday. Rough day yesterday. It wasn't rough. It, it was a. It was a three and three day. Okay. But you know what? It could. There were a couple instances where the totals of the NBA that didn't go the way I thought they would. And that's because the teams just didn't score. Utah didn't even show up yesterday. So they did not. That's it's hard. I, I think I went five and two overall yesterday. Good for but, you. Man, but man, uh, if Utah could have just scored a little bit, we would have had another one there. And I would have would have liked that. It was almost a really good day. So yeah, I would have ended up really losing had I played the Rangers on the money line. Well, I'm glad you didn't then. No, you have to understand how sports betting works. Absolutely. <laughs> you have to look for the best value in every game. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's what I'll be doing the rest of this morning after this is looking for the value with the UFC. So I've been doing a lot of work on that. Oh, yeah. Danny's came on tonight. the show again, man. Yeah. Great. Man. I heard it, I man. I love that kid. I, I listened to best. quite a bit of UFC content, so I, I heard that. It was good. People should check it out. So Yeah. Okay, there's my shameless plug. Let's right. go to your show. I we'll we'll do more shameless plugs at the end, but all right. <laughs> So we got six games today, Saturday, March 5th. Uh, some, I think some okay spots. When I first looked at this slate today, I was more like, oh, what a train wreck this is. But, uh, <laughs> you know, diving into it more, maybe we can find a couple spots. So we'll oh, see yeah. what, what we come to together here. First up, we got the Kings at the Mavs. Dallas is minus seven and a half, and the total is 223. Uh, Luka Doncic is a game-time decision for this one right now. Uh, what, do, what do you think on this one, Phil? I think this is going to be interesting because Maxi Kleber is also out. And okay. uh, that's going to make a big difference, I think. Not much because you can't trust the Kings. That's a, that's a given. You can't trust them at home. You can't trust them on the road. You can't trust them anywhere. That's a problem. They're 14 and 18 against the spread as the away team. Five and five against the spread in their last 10. But this is the end of a five-game road trip. And they're not going to be interested at all. The only thing they want to do is go home. You know, they played so many road games since February. It's not funny. And I think that Dallas is just going to spank them with <laughs> or without Luka Doncic. Yeah, so I actually think I like Dallas in this specific situation better if Doncic doesn't play. Uh, and here's why. Because Dallas has been playing really well. Uh, you know, they're actually... I haven't liked Dallas, and I don't necessarily like the way they play, but they're playing like one of the best teams in the league lately. But going up against Sacramento, um, to me, is a letdown spot when you've been playing the Golden State Warriors and other teams where it's more of a nationally uh, viewed thing. And so I could see this being a letdown spot for Dallas today. Mm -hmm. But if Luka doesn't play, and you've talked about this a lot, Phil, how all those other guys are still professional basketball players and it's an opportunity them for, for them then to step up, get more scoring, get more stats, kind of prove themselves in a one, not prove themselves. People like Jalen Brunson, I don't know that he needs to prove himself, but to step up and get more usage than he normally would. So, mm -hmm. so I kind of like him more if Luca doesn't play in terms of some of the stats here, Sacramento has scored 110 or more in four of five since the all-star break but they've allowed 110 or more in all five. So I still don't trust them. I think maybe Sabonis being there stabilizes them a little bit more than what they've been in the past, but that still isn't saying much because they're all over the place in general. Mm -hmm. Dallas, I was surprised, has allowed 113 or more in three out of five games since the All-Star break. I mean, before the All-Star break, they were locking people down 
under 100 points most of the time. That hasn't been as true in the very recent history here. They have scored under 110 in three out of the five as well, but had 120 or more in the other two. So um, I think generally for me, this is going to be a game that I stay away from, especially if Luka plays. I just feel like it could be a letdown spot, but the Mavs are much better than the Kings. Mm -hmm. if, the, if Dallas was up for this game, I think they beat them by 15 or 20, but I don't trust that they will be. So, yeah, this is a game I'm staying away from on the whole. You know, you mentioned uh, uh, Dallas and how they've skidded and given up points. They're number 22 in points allowed over the last five games per 100 possessions. Crazy. Somebody said to me the other day, your numbers are off. I said, I'm sorry. I should have been more clear. I don't go by games. I go by possessions, 100 possessions. Yeah, yeah. And that's what most professional handicappers do. So maybe that's what you should consider too. But at the end of the day, Dallas is 8-1-1 one, one against the spread in their last 10. That's something that we also yeah, want to keep in really mind. Good. And I don't think that this team – is going to lay down for them either way. So I'm going to stick with the Dallas. But good stuff, man. They're number two in scoring over the last five games, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, they are scoring more for sure. Well, and I agree. So I tend to look at points allowed and a defensive rating. And if you look at Dallas's defensive rating here recently, along the lines of what you're saying, three out of the last five games has been over 120, which is not, not good defensively. Um, you know, there's a 108 and a 104 and a half in there, which are which are pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, the defense just hasn't been as stout as it was earlier, but that could also be kind of a blip. But Right, just, right. Yeah, just not enough here for me to to find anything I like enough to bet. So, Do you have anything, any interest at all in the total, though? I'm sorry, I didn't. didn't no, no, you're good. You're totally good. So I I don't really, the, the only, so I wrote down in my notes that I would consider the over here because the Kings aren't real good at defense and the Mavs haven't been playing as well defensively recently. Right. So I'm a, I'd be a little interested, but again, this game just feels too hard for me to get a, a grip on. So I, I think I'm staying away as a whole. What about you? I think that the they'll probably go over in this game. Kings aren't going to play defense and it doesn't like you said before, they're probably better sometimes without Doncic. Yeah. They have pros on that team. Yeah. Jalen Bronson still has something to prove. He wants to bet another contract. That's what they want. The second contract. The first contract is nice, but it's always the second contract they chase. So I might go the over, but we'll see. It's still very right. early in the day. We don't really know what's going to happen, but there you go. Yeah. Good stuff, and man. I, I'm with you, though. Like, if I was going to bet something on this game, I think it would be the over as well. I'm just not sure I'm going to take anything. So I don't blame you. All right, next up we have a game that uh, will certainly go over 222, or almost certainly, <laughs> the Spurs at the <laughs> <Right>. Hornets. <laughs> Charlotte's, Charlotte's minus three and a half here, 240 and a half total. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think about this one? Well, I like the Hornets a lot in this spot. You know, the Spurs are okay, but they're running that rodeo road trip, okay? They had a one-game break, but they're still on the rodeo road trip. This isn't the Spurs that Greg Popovich used to coach, where they used to win on the road. I remember, you know, I used to work with the guys at Pounding the Rock. It's a big-time website for the Spurs out of SB Nation. And I can tell you that rodeo road trip was the gauge. That's what all the beat writers use is the gauge on how the Spurs would perform down the stretch based on that road trip. And they haven't done so well. You know, they're 5-4-1 against the spread in their last 10. That's, that's not so bad, but that's not really a Greg Popovich team. They're 21st in points allowed over the last five games per 100 possessions. And they only score like 13th. They're only 13th in the league in scoring during that same five-game span. 
they they do seem to cover on the road though. They're 18, 14, and one on the road, San Antonio. But the but the Hornets, the Hornets have done something that I didn't think that they would do. And that's play defense. They're number third in score points allowed over their last five games. They're 15th in points. I think they got I think they caught hell from their coach, is what I think. And they're they're trying to hustle it up a little bit. They're also 16, 13, and one against the spread at home. And but they're three, five, and two against the spread over their last 10. But this is a spot for Charlotte. They need this one. This is one they need. I think this stays. I think the Hornets cover if they don't outright win. And I also have a lot of interest in the under, though. I don't think that these teams are going to hit 241. Eclipse 222? Yes. <laughs> probably. Right, yeah, probably. 241 right. points is a lot of points on a Saturday night in February for one team that's not going anywhere and another team that is desperate to get into the playoffs. They're not doing so well either. So that's my take. I would go with the Hornets. For sure, I'm taking the Hornets. I'm hoping that it goes up to four and a half or five. And I'm oh, they're play- minus though. Charlotte's minus. Oh, they. Oh, I'm sorry. That is right. They're I'm minus still, three. You know what? I'm still taking the Hornets minus yeah, yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, we'll hope it doesn't there, go up to five though. We'll keep. It, I hope keep it, it doesn't. Here. If it does, yeah. <laughs> I won't. But I'm going under the total. Yeah, I like it. So I want to be clear about one thing before breaking mm-hmm. this down. I hate the Hornets. Yeah, yeah and I hate. And I hate betting on the Hornets. They have burned me. They just feel like a team that has so much potential and does not actualize it. They feel mentally weak to me. I don't know. Maybe they're just young. However, I'm saying that up front because I'm going to end up in the same place that you are today. But I just <laughs> want to say up front that like right. it, it scares me to bet on this team. And maybe at the end of the day, I'll be saying, why did I do that again? I didn't right, learn my right. lesson. But here's the reason why a few things. Number one. Charlotte's seven, two, and one on two days of rest. One of the best in the league, two or more days of rest. So against the spread. So that's good. Charlotte scored 115 or more in three of their four games since the all-star break. And one of their big problems, as you alluded to, had been that they just weren't scoring. Um, Their defense was okay, but their scoring was not. Um, In terms of recent form here with defense, and this is going to be points, but I pulled up some stuff on defensive rating too. Mm -hmm. San Antonio, just sort of situationally today, They've allowed 122.5 points per game in their last eight, 120.6 in their last nine away from home, and 117.3 in their last eight on one day of rest. Charlotte, on the other side, allowed 116.1 in their last eight, but 112.8 in their last 10 at home, and 106.6 on two days of rest. So, you know, there's there's much stronger numbers in terms of points allowed in this situation for Charlotte than there are for San Antonio. If you go even look at the defensive rating game log for Charlotte, they've had a couple really shitty games. So, like, their defensive rating was 128 against Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been one of the best offensive teams in the league mm-hmm. in the last two weeks or so. Not yep. necessarily whole season, but recently. against Detroit. That's really bad. There's not much of a way around that. Detroit has been playing better. That's that's still pretty unexcusable. But other than that, 102.6, 94.2, 103.3, 108.2. Those are really solid defensive ratings. 
Now the Spurs play fast mm -hmm. and they tend to score a lot of points and they tend to yep. give up a lot of points. They're almost like um, a crappy version of the Timberwolves, I would say, um, yeah. where, you know, generally they're going to score a lot and they're going to give up a lot. Mm -hmm. But I do think Charlotte is a team that generally is playing better defense and is kind of not trustworthy on offense. So all of that to me uh, goes together to say that uh, – that I prefer Charlotte here as well. I think this is a game that they should win. I think the numbers say this is a game they should win. And I did already bet the under as well. When these totals get up to 240 plus, now these are two teams that can score a lot. Like this is absolutely a game that could be 128 to 132. Like that can happen, but everything has to go right. Nobody can have a bad shooting night. There can't be too many turnovers. They have to get to the line. They have to hit free throws. Like, it all has to go right. And so I'll bet on not everything going right for that total to go over. So I, I'm with you. I like Charlotte here and I like the under and I already bet both of those. Today. Yeah, I'm going to do the same later. I'm waiting. I want to see the line go down. I want to see Spurs money come on and I want to see this line at three because I, I, I have it at four right now. I had it when okay. I put my thing together. It opened at four. OK, so it's already going down a half point. That's not a bad sign. Yeah, I want to just kind of see. I'll, it looks I'll wait. Like, yeah, it's three and a half or four. You know, I got that stamp pulled up here and just looking at the books. So three there's and a half. There's a lot four of yeah. The there, there's the, the market is kind of uh, in between on this game. So yeah, but it's still early and it's a big college Saturday also for basketball. So we'll have to right. Uh, that's true. That's you true. Know, so the NBA is kind of overlooked, so to speak. Yeah. Understandable. That's why, that's why. Yeah, and that's why you're going to get that line like you get right here. That yeah. total. Yep. All right, next up, we got the 76ers who are on a back-to-back. -back. Uh, they failed to cover by the hook last night, <laughs> and they're going up <laughs> against the Heat. Thankfully, I, I did not bet them, so no, I bet I the over, which, uh, which came through, so that was good. Going up against the Heat, minus one. Uh, Miami's minus one. The total's 220 and a half. Where do you want to go with this one? I, I like the 76ers to rebound tonight. Um, it doesn't look – Kyle Lowry's out. Yes. All right, he's not playing. And it looks like Jimmy Butler is questionable. You know, Miami doesn't have a whole lot to play for right now. They need to be healthy when they hit the finish line now. Otherwise, they're going to be in big trouble. But these are two teams in the top seven in scoring over the last five per 100 possessions. And Miami plays great defense. They're number six. Six points, sixth in points allowed over the last five. Philadelphia is like 15th in points allowed. And that's the James Harden effect. You know, because Harden's not going to play defense. <laughs> right. But that's okay because the way they've got this set up and the way Doc Rivers has got this set up is he's got a cover for James Harden every time he's on the floor. So you always see either Thibel or Maxi with him. So And that's a good thing. But I think this Philadelphia team is a lot better than this. I like the points, but I like the money line better. It's minus 105. I don't mind that dog on this money line tonight. I think seven, Philadelphia has a lot to prove in Joel Embiid, who will play. He's not backing out anymore. He's playing back-to-backs. And I feel like this team, who was 20-11 against the spread as the away team, and 6-4 and four over the last 10, I think they get Miami tonight. Miami's 15-13 and 13 against the spread at home, and over the last 10, they've been 6-3-1, but Lowry makes a difference. He makes a big difference on that team. And without him, I think you're going to have problems. You know, Tyler Hero is a nice player. But he's going to have to deal with either Maxi or Thibel all night long. 
And if he has to deal with that, it's not going to go as well as it would be, say, against Charlotte, for example. So I'm going to go with the Philly, the Philadelphia 76ers for sure, on the money line I'm going to do. I might even play at point, uh, take the point and a half. Maybe it'll get to two. Um, and I also think I'll leave the total alone. All right. I don't like that number. All right. So I do think one thing I will say is I do think this is a game that both teams could get up for. And the reason why is right now the Heat are number one in the East and the 76ers are number two. They're two games back of the Heat. And so, you know, this is a almost like a two-game swing when they go head-to-head, right? So mm-hmm. either team that wins is gaining a, a full game in the standings here. And obviously, the NBA season's long. It's not like this is the game that's going to determine who's number one or two in the East. There's plenty of right. plenty of games to go yet. But I think this is potentially a game both teams get up for. The, the one thing I would worry about with Philadelphia is the back-to-back playing last night and then flying down to Miami. I think when when it's at home, I, the back-to-back, I don't mind as much. I think the travel to get to a back-to-back. It, but it's not huge to me, is what mm-hmm. I'd say. Like It's a factor to consider, but it's not huge. In terms of who wins this game, Philadelphia scored 120 or more in five straight games. And like you said, Miami is a good defense. The one thing I will say is that in their last 10 games, they've allowed 105.2 on the road and 111.5 at home. So they've been actually slightly worse defensively at home. You already mentioned Jimmy Butler, but the other consideration for me here is that like half of their team is a game time decision. Now, maybe everyone will play, but uh, Cody Martin, Max Struess, PJ Tucker, all game time decisions. And while those guys are not the main focus of the offense or defense, they are capable players. Mm -hmm. And if they're out, it puts a lot more pressure, like you said, on Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, who all have been playing well. But I really, this Philadelphia team, so I haven't been a big Philadelphia fan, and I am not much of a James Harden fan. But like McCollum going to the Pelicans and it changing the way the rest of the team is able to play, I think Harden going to Philadelphia is doing that for them as well. Maxi is really flourishing with Harden yes. there. He's able to be more of an off-the-ball scorer. Uh, it, I think it took pressure off him like it takes pressure off Brandon Ingram. And so I think that while I don't like James Harden, I'm starting to become a little bit of a believer in the trade for this team specifically right. because of their roster construction. Because they don't need James Harden to be great on defense. They can hide him some because mm-hmm. they do have Maxi and Thibel and these other guys who can play solid defense. So I'm with you. Um, I think Tyler Hero could be a rough matchup for him here. I think Embiid should be able to be okay, though. Miami definitely can offer some resistance inside with uh, Deadman and Adebayo and stuff. So I see this being a close game. I think it should, it's probably the best game of the day to actually watch in the NBA. Right. I think it could be a fun one if both teams show up. I lean toward Philadelphia. Again, it's just that travel for the back-to-back that gets me a, a little nervous about it, but I lean that way. And I actually really like the over here. So Miami has does play decent defense, but again, Philadelphia has been scoring 120 plus. Let's say they drop down to 115. Well, man, now I only need 106 out of Miami, and Miami mm-hmm. scored 112 or more in five straight games. So I think both of these teams are decent defensively, but I think the 76ers have become more of an offensive team with James Harden there. And so I like this game to go over as well. Okay, I, that's a good one. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that total. I don't like that number, so I'm going to pass on that. It makes me I, like it less that you don't like it, but I, <laughs> well, I, I, already, okay. 
I already bet it, so I'm in. I'm in at this point uh, on that <laughs> Excuse one. Excuse so. me, but yeah, yeah, and, uh, maybe so. But I, I just see. like I like Philadelphia in this spot. Yeah. I mean, it, it's this is. The I'm time. on that side too, I, but should be a fun game, honestly. Uh, the if next you like one watching NBA basketball, it should be the good, next so. one will be fun. You think it'll be fun? This is going to be a a crapper. Uh, the Magic at the Grizzlies, <laughs> Memphis minus sixteen and a half, wow. two thirty one total. Uh, anything you want to want to say on this one? Well, I'm not going to do anything with this game, but that's a lot of points, even for a great team like Memphis, who struggled over their last five. You know, they're just uh, two and three against the number in their last five. That's they're young, and this is a long season for these kids. You know, that's that's a big jump from going from the NBA or from college basketball or in some cases AU to the NBA, and the travel and everything starts to get them. Plus, people are starting to talk about them, if you notice. They're starting to make oh, national sure. news. John Morant breaking off 50 pieces left and right. And God bless them. I love the Grizzlies. I'm a major fan of the Grizzlies. Love them. Love them when they were in Vancouver. Big country, baby. But at the end of the day, that's too many damn points. And, and something don't smell right there in that line. 16 and a half points. Orlando's not that bad. They're 20 and 15 against the spread as the away team this season. And here's the rub. Here's the rub. They are eighth in points allowed over their last five games per 100 possessions. Orlando plays defense. It might not be great defense, but they do try. I don't think that this game, I think the total is too high. I think the number is too high. But let somebody else worry about that. Because I only like to wager on games that I like to watch. And this is one I don't think I want to watch. No offense to the Orlando Magic, of course. But I don't want to The Magic are very offended right now. Yeah, well. You're going to be getting they, they DMs, should be. man. <laughs> you know what? They should be. They, they should be. <laughs> they, have done, they have been a mess since they let Shaq and Penny go. And, and they never got it right. They have traded away so many good players and they've made so many dumb moves in the draft. They deserve to get pasted every single night. That's what I think. But that being said, that's a lot of points. Yeah. I wouldn't blame anybody to take Orlando, bro. Yeah. So I kind of have a rule. And when we get to the next game, I'm considering breaking my rule today. I haven't done it yet. But my rule is once spreads get north of 10 points, I don't play them. There you go. There's just too much that can happen. Now, I will say, like, I don't have a lot on this game be- for that very reason. But let me say this, though. Orlando beat Toronto last night. Toronto was on their sixth game in eight days, three straight back-to-backs, without Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananubi. And I said yesterday on the stream, if it was anyone but Orlando, I would have I bet them in that situation because of where Toronto was at. Well, I should have done it, number All one. Right. But even in that win... They scored 103 points and they won by six. Like it, it still wasn't great. I think Orlando has talent on that team. I think mm-hmm. maybe there's some hope for the future there right now, but they still are not a good team this year. And Memphis is coming off of, let me see if I wrote it down. Oh, it's just one day off. So not, not two days, but the thing that keeps me off of it is despite Ja going off, Memphis scoring has actually been down recently. And by down, I mean, they've been scoring in the one teens, but they were in the one twenties and thirties for a little while. And their team total is set at one twenty three and a half in this spot. As much as I do like Memphis here. And I think that they, I mean, they should go out and win by 30 today. I think that's what I think, right. but I'm not going to bet 16 and a half and any team total at 
123 and a half is a game I'm staying away from. So, oh, yeah, for sure. No, yeah, nothing but, for me here. But that's why. why they set the line that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're never going to get a penny on Orlando if it's not that high. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a stay stay away from me at these lines. You're 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 liking the Portland Trailblazers, aren't you? Oh, I'm not. Look at my hat, buddy. Oh, right. Oh, I forgot. You're a Timberwolves fan. Oh. I know. That's the problem. But I've got data to back it up, so I'll make my case. Okay. Uh, and I have not bet Minnesota, to be fair yet. But the Blazers are at the Timberwolves. Minnesota's minus 13 and a half. It's that more than a 10-point spread that I stay away from. Somebody's going to have to talk me off the ledge. Maybe it's you. But why don't you tell me what you're thinking first? Oh, I'm looking at the under here. Anthony Edwards is probably out again. That makes a big difference for that team, right? You're a Minnesota fan. You uh, watch I don't all actually... the games. It does in the long term, but I'm not sure if it does in the short term. But okay, for tonight, for tonight, yeah, it could be interesting. Half the Blazers team is hurt. Yep. I mean, they're they're pulling guys out of the medical marijuana (laughs) dispensary to play because now that they don't test for that sort of thing, and you would think Portland would get better players just because of that because it's legal there. But you know, who wants to go there? But at the end of the day, Portland doesn't score the basketball healthy. They don't score the basketball. They're they're 30th in scoring in the last five games per 100 possessions. That's that's disgraceful what they're putting up. But worse off is they're 29th in points allowed. You throw away Edwards, okay, that's not going to matter to win this game. But Minnesota allows a lot of points too. They're 24th in points allowed over their last five. But they score. My thinking is this. They get a big lead. They put their bench in. You're going to watch a G League game in the fourth quarter, and this game stays under that number. I don't see Portland hitting 100 points, and I don't see I don't see Minnesota winning by 33. So I'm playing the under in this one. All right, so I'm going to admit, I'm going to admit, I don't hate the under, but I'm going to make my case, and then I need you and uh, anyone else on Twitter, who's watching this to, to tell me why I'm wrong so that I don't make a stupid mistake today. But Anthony Edwards is out and I love Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. I think he is a super important piece for Minnesota for their future. Part of the reason that I'm really high on Minnesota really for the rest of this season, but moving forward, but here's the deal in the short term, he was playing hurt and he was actually hurting Minnesota. The last couple games he played mm-hmm. because he wasn't at full strength. If you look specifically at the numbers this year, Minnesota's defensive rating is better when he's out. It's 112.5 with him in and 106.7 with him out. So it's five and a half points better when he doesn't play. Their offensive rating barely moves. Their offensive rating with him in is 113.7 and with him out, it's 112.8. So it moves by one point, their offensive rating. Okay. If he's healthy, absolutely, he helps them a ton. Mm -hmm. When he's not healthy, they're better without him. Right. Now what you said, Portland is playing a G League team. I mean, they have Anthony Simons and then nobody. I right. mean, they don't they don't even they they don't even have good players when people are healthy. But Josh Hart is out, <laughs> Justice Winslow is out. I mean, the fact that we're having to talk about the fact that Josh Hart and Justice Winslow aren't playing right. tells you all you need to know about the talent on this team right now. They're just bad, dude. Uh yeah. So Portland hasn't broken 100 points since the All-Star break. They've been under 100 everyone. They haven't allowed less than 120. They've lost by 37, 32, and 30 since Mm -hmm. the All-Star break. Minnesota is a team that can put up points without trying. Now, against really good teams, they're going to struggle because they don't play defense. And when they run into a really good defense, it's it's a game or a series they're going to really struggle with. 
But when they play a team like Portland that doesn't play defense and has no offense, it's the kind of game where they could win by 40 or 50, honestly, is what I think. So my problem here is they just blew out Oklahoma City last night, who's another team that isn't very good. And this is absolutely a letdown spot. They're actually playing Portland two games in a row, both at home right now. Oh, bad luck for those kids. I could see them absolutely not showing up tonight. I could even see them sitting people either today or in a couple days when they play Portland again. So -hmm. those are the things that make me just absolutely not trust it. Now, I will consider Portland's team total under 109.5. Obviously, the fear there is that Minnesota does not play a lot of defense. But who is scoring for Portland? I mean, if Simons goes off for 40, I don't know who else scores. Oh, I know. They're in trouble. So anyway, I am seriously considering Minnesota minus 13 and a half just because I think this is a spot where they could win by 30 or more but man uh it'd be breaking my rule and I don't know if I want to break my rule well if you have a rule you shouldn't break it that's part of the (laughs) discipline process of this whole business you know you have to have the discipline to stick with your convictions yeah but you know this could also go funny too I would wait as long as I could, just to see what they're going to do after shoot-around. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna see, we're going to see, because they could rest Towns. I yeah. mean, but then he rested for almost, what, three seasons? So he, <laughs> yeah, he, That's why he's doing so well now. He's, he's well-rested. Yeah, he's very well-rested. And, you know, I think pounding people at home, I think that good teams and good organizations like to have their best players playing at home. I think that's something that matters because people pay money to watch Carl Anthony Towns play. I wouldn't, but then again, I'm not that type of fan. So at the end of the day, I don't think Towns sits. I think, and I don't think Russell sits. That could be a good cover, but I'm leaving it alone. I'll take the I'll take the under and leave it at that because I have a funny feeling that these numbers are overinflated for a reason. They want you to take that over. They want, because most people bet on the over, you know, the public does. I don't usually bet too many overs, but this time I'm going under. I, I, I That I'm firm on. I'm going to stick with that. I don't care what that number is. They'll be lucky to get to 220 tonight. That's what I think. All right. Uh, so the, the other thing I'm going to throw in here, just more big picture in the NBA I'll I'll be happy to to come back on here and and say that I was an idiot if I'm proved totally wrong. But I think that Minnesota and the Pelicans are two teams that are turning a corner this season. Mm-hmm. Minnesota has been a bad organization. They haven't had good leadership, but I feel like Towns has turned a corner in regard to his leadership a little bit. I like the core that they have there. I feel similarly about the Pelicans. So sometimes the and now and in a one game sample, I don't any NBA team NBA team can go lose to another one for one game. But I think games like this also have something to say of like, yeah, it's awesome if you can go hang with the best teams, but can you take care of business? Like I liked what I saw last night beating Oklahoma City by 30. That's a team they should blow out and they went and did it. And they did so, it at home, right? Uh, that one was away, I believe. Okay. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, but you know something? That's so, that's a good cover for them, though, because... It is. You know, the Thunder, they cover. Yeah. It was a good game for them to blow them out like that, for sure. And that's where I say, like, if they really are turning a corner, they're going to take care of business against teams like this. So, 
We'll find out, I guess. We'll find and out. We'll find out if I if I break my rule for one game or not. You'll be watching that one, though, right? <laughs> uh, I'll have one eye on it, at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the yeah. Blazers are never too fun to watch, but I, I keep an eye on the Timberwolves game. Plus, you have MMA tonight, right? I do, yeah, absolutely. I have never seen one of those Absolutely. Matches. Well, you know, I got into it mostly because of, uh, of COVID. When the UFC came back, it was the only sport on, and oh, right. I really started getting into it, and I've stuck with it since then. So good for you. I watched. But, I take that back. I watched it a little bit when it first started. Okay, out in Vegas, and it okay. was all fi- everything was fixed. Okay, you know, I remember watching Dana White. That's the kid. That's the guy. Yeah, who yeah. It. He was sitting with Don King, and I knew right then. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were in a diner together, uh, and I remember seeing that, and I went, "Well, that's enough of that." Did you go sit down with him? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I just sat opposite and just kind of went, okay. That's quite a deal. Disregard Sitting in a diner guys. with them. Uh, so. I don't want to sit with them. <laughs> All right. I would be afraid. Near them. Near them is cool, though, because you can do that with a lot of people in Vegas. But, you know, they always do that stuff, try to be consp- inconspicuous. And how does Don King be inconspicuous? Nobody knew who he was. Yeah, yeah. I don't was. know how he would do that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of went, oh, well, all oh, right. My friend says to me, that's the guy who owns that MMA thing. I said, oh, really? <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, okay, forget that. But you know what? It is what it yeah. is. It should be fun anyway. Yeah, yeah. But this last It'll game, I'm going to watch for sure. All right. Well, tell me what you think about it then. Warriors at Lakers, Golden State's minus six and a half, 224 and a half total. Okay. So full disclosure, I'm with the Warriors. Okay. Minus five and a half. It's minus six and a half now. Uh, let me double check on bet stamp. Six and a half was what I saw right before we came on. Yeah, it's actually up to seven and a half in some places. So six oh, and a half, wow. seven and a half. That means that seven. Means Le- that Seven's means LeBron the best. Is sitting. Okay. LeBron must be sitting then. Um, then that even makes, I'll tell you what then. Forget about the side. I'll just go with the total. Neither of these teams cover. Neither of these do. 13, 15, and two are the Warriors at home this season against the spread. And they're one eight and one in their last ten against the spread. Man, so they bad. don't cover, man. They just don't cover, and the reason they don't cover is because the odds makers make them cover seven and a half, nine, whatever it is. The Lakers, the Lakers are a mess. No Anthony Davis, but then you know I forgot he was even in the league. Uh, they don't score. They don't defend. They have Russell Westbrook, who is probably a quadruple double waiting to happen. That's points, rebounds, assists, and turnovers. He's done that <laughs> on more than one occasion. They're four, five, and one against the spread in their last ten. They're thirteen and twenty-one at home against the spread this season. They're a dumpster fire. They're embarrassing. People in LA are upset. You know they're used to seeing halfway decent things come out of there. Of course, they won a championship two years ago. Nothing wrong with that. But the Warriors are going to spank them tonight. They lost. They won by two the last time they played. They didn't cover the number that night either. They didn't look happy after that game. But without Draymond Green, they're a mess because they don't have any defensive foundation whatsoever. You know, Clay Thompson is not the same. I don't care what you say. He's he might have that jack down, and that's fine. But you know what he doesn't have? He don't have that explosive first step anymore to cover defenders like he used to. Like he used to throw that left hand up like this and, and, and throw shots off, you know, disrupt things. Sort of like what Kevin Durant used to do before he got hurt. Once you hurt those wheels, that's the end of the day. That being said, I look for them to pace the Lakers tonight. Just pace them. But I'm going to take the over because, let's face it, neither of these teams are playing much defense. 
I don't think the Lakers actually care anymore. Truthfully, the players, you can see they're just not happy. They've got a really good coach, but it's the LeBron James effect. You know, once he starts his stuff, that's the end. So I'm going to just take the over here. Yeah, I'm just I'm on the same page as you with a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm actually probably not betting this game. These are two teams for all the reasons that you just outlined that I have been fading both of them. Right. Uh, in almost every game that they play. And if this line had been three and a half, I would have gotten on Golden State right away. But I, I don't trust Golden State at all right now, to be honest. I mean, what mm-hmm. you said about where they're at defensively, I actually think if LeBron James sits, it's a good thing for the Lakers. You know, I, I remember <laughs> yeah, right. I remember when I first started playing tennis and, uh, you know, if my parents came to watch me, I would almost like play tighter because right. I knew they were watching and like I, I don't oh, want to yeah. do something wrong or whatever. I feel like that's I think LeBron's a great player. I do not disparage him at all in terms of what he's accomplished or how good he still is. But I also feel like it's like having your dad on the court and you got to make sure he gets the ball and you don't want to mess up because what if I mess up and then he's going to be mad at me and whatever. Right. I think they might play a lot freer if LeBron's not on the court. And so if he doesn't play, it actually makes me just dislike this game overall even more for either side. Um, The Lakers are a dumpster fire right now. Like you said, I do think they've given up. I think that they're terrible. I think this season is a wash at this point. Um, If maybe they make the play in if that I mean, I just I think they're terrible right now. And Golden State is barely better than terrible at the moment. I think when Draymond comes back, that could change. But for now, it's where they're at. So um, this game is just a fade overall for me. I think if I had to make a bet, it would be the over. But the Lakers have scored 111 or less in eight out of their last 10. So I do think you're counting on Golden State to score 115 plus 120. And like you said, if they come out and absolutely spank them, then they will. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, but I'm just for me, I'm just not confident in anything with either of these two teams. So I'm passing. That's fair. You know, in the LeBron James things, I love that kid. I, I know where he's from. I've seen where he grew up. I know people who knew him when he was a kid. And his, his upbringing, it was tough. You know, when they were burning his jerseys, he was giving them money. He funds yeah. so many things. Maverick Carter, I was in the Akron. I used to help out at Akron University when before the pandemic. When I first came back from Greece, I helped the women's team. Maverick Carter shows up in the library. I was sitting in the library, actually, studying my bets before practice. And Maverick Carter walks in with a whole bunch of kids. And he says, look around you. Everything here is free for you. You got a scholarship from LeBron James. But you don't get a B-plus average. And you can kiss all of that goodbye. I mean, that's how serious those guys were and are about education. Okay, LeBron didn't go to college. He wanted to. He should have probably done it. I think he would have had more fun in his life if he had. But at the end of the day, they do so much. He does so much for his community. And I love that kid. But as a basketball player, I love him too. But as a teammate, I don't know. I think for all the reasons you described, you know, he's you have to surround LeBron James with shooters. Chris Bosch, do you remember Chris Bosch what he said? He goes, When when LeBron went to back to Cleveland. And Kevin Love, they traded for Kevin Love, if you remember. Of course, you remember. Yep, I do. Of course, I do. Yeah, yep. of course you do. Do you remember what Chris Bosh said? I don't. It's going to take time to play with LeBron. Kyle Korver, one of the greatest shooters of all time, said it took time because the passes come so fast. This kid, he passed – LeBron James in the summer passed me a ball, 
and it almost broke my fingers. And he didn't even try to hurt me. That's how strong his passes are. And everyone talks about it. It takes time. And if you're not a great player, you're in big trouble, you know, because you're not used to that. He's a freak of nature. The guy is just mm. huge. But but he hasn't helped the Lakers. He won, They won a championship, right? Yeah, but he absolutely. Hasn't helped the Lakers because well, this he year, tries yeah. to be the coach, too, and yeah. the general manager. And that's a hard thing. But this game tonight, I'm looking forward to watching because I just like watching. Yeah. And, and I'm going to take the over because it went. I had it over 226 where it opened, and I thought it would go over. Now it's at 224. I even like that number better. Wow, it's crazy. It, there, there's 224 and 226 and a half out there. So the market's not really agreeing on where to line the over-under for this game. Nobody so. does. And it's all based on the confirmation of LeBron James' injury. If yeah. you think he's out and you get 224 and a half, you should hit it. Or actually, you should wait because it'll go down again. You know, people won't play the over because they think LeBron's not there. But this is a toughie, yeah. but I'm going to play the over anyway because I just think they're going to score a lot of points. I think the Golden State Warriors are going to pace them tonight. Hey, so I got to ask you one other thing. Where were you where LeBron James passed you a basketball? You got to tell me about that. Oh, right. Okay. I was at a, a camp for kids, a day camp. It was in, I guess it was in August of that year, uh, 2016. And I was doing the tennis portion. And I know LeBron a little bit. I know his father-in-law better, actually. My tennis coach is one of his best friends. And my coach has been wow. around a long time. So my coach, my tennis coach actually played at Akron U. So he knows all these guys, right? So that's how I met them. I saw LeBron the first time when he was like nine or 10, because again, Jimmy knew all these guys. But I said, hey, tough guy, how you doing? And he said, <laughs> here, like this. And, and I went, damn, boy. I said, how are you supposed to treat your elders like this? But he's a fantastic kid. I love him to death. He's such awesome. A, but he does so much for his community. You yeah, know, he I, really does. I don't get into the whole greatest of all time yeah. thing. That's a barroom thing. But at the end of the day, you know, it's impressive what he's done when he didn't have to do. You know, he didn't have to give out all that money. But he did anyway. So good for yeah. him. And good for the rest of them. And my fingers are healthy again, LeBron. Thank you for that. And and life is good. It's good that they finally are. That's awesome. Hey, tennis boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, thanks for coming so on. Uh, remind, hopefully people are seeing, if you follow me on Twitter, you see Phil too, because he has me onto his his show. And mm -hmm. uh, we always put that out there. But just give people the rundown on on where to find you, what you're doing. And, and really, you should be following Phil. You should be listening to his podcast. He covers so many different sports in-depth really sharp people on other than me so you know uh get, just give people the rundown on on how to find you i host two podcasts both of them are sports betting podcasts one is called the phil nason show the other is this week in tennis um both of them are we give out free picks on every show or almost every show on both we're tracked at bet stamp we make you pay a nominal fee if you don't listen to the show because that's how we get paid is you listen you can find me on twitter at p nason show I hope that you do. I hope that you follow and you should be following uh, big tasty over here because he lays it down every day. I mean, it's not hard to like the guy first of all, cause he puts his work in, but he's as transparent as they come and he covers like a blanket. So follow my boy too. <laughs> Appreciate it. Even when, when you come on and I tell you to promote yourself, you're promoting me, which is one uh, of the things I love about Phil. Like he's, he's always excited to, to point, point at other people more than himself, but please do go give him a follow on Twitter and check out the podcast. 
Uh, appreciate you guys listening again. I think it's it's been a good week. And so if you like the show, if you're getting good information, definitely would appreciate you continuing to retweet and like and uh, do reviews on the podcast, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, there's no no charge here. So that kind of stuff is helpful uh, if if you're getting something out of it. Other than that, it's a big sports day. Lots of college basketball, NBA, UFC. Hopefully everybody has a great day and makes some money. And we will see you on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs>